Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is December 20th. The time is about 4.28 p.m. Reddy and NPC has been conducting Zoom or conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. Go ahead, Shruti. Allow people to ask questions. Yarmi? Hi, thank you. Uh, this is Ramesh. Uh, so actually, uh, my uh, mother-in-law came to USA in 2020 on B2 visa, and uh, she's allowed to stay in until August 2020. But due to Corona, she can't go. And uh, I, I filed I-539 in June itself before expiring I-94. But mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, the, but she left in December 2020. But this approval I-59 came in 2021 April, and they said it is denied because if candidate stays more than 180 days, uh, they need uh, biometrics and in-person interview. So due to candidate left the country, that is not possible, and they denied. And uh, okay, so saying, so I got yeah I got I I know the story, but. What's your mm-hmm. question for me? So they said they will bar uh, three years or 10 years. Uh, so is it, uh, is there any way we can, uh, is there any no, way wait, we can wait. appeal that? Mm-hmm. She, she is supposed to leave the country in, she is supposed to leave the August of 2020, is that right? Yes. And right. when, did she, when did she left? December 2020. So it's not, it is within 180 days. It's not crossing 180 days. So all she needs to do is that she needs to. Sorry, sorry. She crossed because she came in February 2020. February 2020, she came. Yeah, wait, 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 Mr. Yarmi. She came in February 2000. Sorry. Okay. Uh, she came in February 2020, but she's allowed to stay until August of 2020, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So you start counting the 180 days from August of 2020, not from February of 2020. Okay, okay. Okay, but she has okay. to apply for one more one more time visa before she comes into the United States. Okay, that's what they said. So if she can apply that B2 visa and get stamped again, and then she, she can should come. be getting the stamping. In the DS-160 form, they will ask a question have you ever violated the status she has to answer yes to that question and she has to give the dates very specifically in the ds-160 okay. form they're also in a question has she ever stayed more than 180 days unlawfully in this mm-hmm. country the answer is no she did not okay it's only it's
I'm, I'm sorry, I can't hear you. A, from August to 2020, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, August, to, uh, August to January of 2021, it mm -hmm. still is less than 180 days. Next person, please. Okay. 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 Got it. Okay. Nanda? Hey, uh, thank you. Um, hi, Rahul. Um, my 485 is Good pending and, uh, and my AP is approved. I'm currently in my H1B. Um, so I'm planning to apply my um, EAD, but I have a travel coming in the month of June. So can you I have, travel with you're applying for you, you are applying for EAD or EAD plus advanced parole? Which one no, advanced it? parole. Uh, my employer didn't apply EAD. He applied only advanced parole and it is approved. Why did not he apply EAD? <laughs> That's, I mean, they don't have, I mean, they said that they don't do EAD at their end. So they told me to do EAD. Okay, you can, you can absolutely apply. Even though you are traveling outside the country, it okay. won't negatively affect your EAD application if you travel on advanced parole. Okay. And, and my H1 is also expiring in, uh, you know, in eight months. So if I go outside country and come back, uh, can I apply for H1B extension if still my EAD is not you approved? Can. Even I if can. the EAD is not approved, you can apply for the H1B extension. Okay. Okay. And whether I need to inform my employer that I already applied my EAD or it is... It is no, you're under no obligation to inform to him. Okay. And I can apply for my minor kid also along with me, right? For I would. I would. Let him get the, let him get the social security number if he doesn't have it. Next person, please. Okay. Thanks, Aladra. Sudhi? Uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yes, Sudhir. Go ahead. Uh, okay. So I have a little bit, you know, uh, thing actually. So I am the person who got EV3 EAD approved with 140 uh, back in September. 2021. Uh, what do you mean 140? I know EB3. I don't know what you mean I140. So e when you say I140, you mean to say EB3 I140. Okay, keep going. Yeah, EB3 I140 downgraded basically. Okay, uh, got so it. Keep going. Th that is number one. Number two, I got EB2 EAD approved uh, with EB2 become current in 2022. Uh, mm -hmm. And also I got the advanced parole. My two supplement mm -hmm. J, which is interfile and refile, got approved. Uh, recently. Now, mm -hmm. um, uh, my EB3 status, application status is showing fingerprints taken. Uh, is my EB3 valid? Still valid. They did okay. not close it. It's still valid. Okay. Uh, but my supplement J has been approved, which is an upgrade actually. That has no relevance in what perspective. Okay. Okay. Now, the, I have one last question is, if I change a job um, and do a supplement J again for my job change of status, and in the meantime, my priority date become current, will they pick my file or will they will wait until my supplement J to approve and then pick the file? Sudhir, so so at this point of time, we are recommending people not to file the supplement J when you actually move from company A to company B. Number one. Number two, the supplement J doesn't have to be always approved for you to get the 485 approval. There are so many instances where they don't approve the supplement J and then still approve the green card though. That is, they totally are disconnected with each other. 
Yeah. Okay, so that meaning, that, do you foresee any risk if I change a job in, you know, after one my one eighty day uh, of? I, I do not, I do not foresee any danger, none whatsoever at all. Okay, and I do not recommend filing I four eight five J. Next person, please. Okay, thank you. Rupesh. Hello. Uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Rahul, can you hear me? Yes, I can, Rupesh. Go ahead. Uh, so my question is regarding EB2 to EB1 upgrade. So I have my I-140 approved in EB2 with priority date of uh, April 2021. So, so my question mm -hmm. is, I was a manager in India in 2013 and 14. I came in United States in 2015, October of 2015 on L1B. And I I converted to H1B in 20, uh, uh, 2020. Uh, 2020, I was converted to H1B. So can I do an upgrade to EB1? You said the first time you moved with your company to United States, which year 2015, you said? Yes. And you said proceeding to that, how many years before you were working as a manager? Uh, 2013 to so 2014. So that's within the past three years before coming into United States. For at least yes. one year, you're working as a manager. Yes. That meets a requirement. I mean, basic minimum requirement. But it, whether or not it's a very higher level manager or just a manager is a question. But yes, you are fundamentally eligible for it. Right now, I'm a US citizen, right? Can I go and participate in the 100 meters running for the US and go and win the Olympic gold? Yes, I am. Even though I'm, well, I don't want to tell my age to you, Rupesh. Okay. Right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, coming to the point. Yes. Now, you are basically eligible for EB1. But the mm -hmm. other things need to be studied more thoroughly though. Got it. Okay. Okay. Here, I think that answers. Thank you so much. Yeah. You should, you should try. You should make an attempt. You lose. So you still have EB2. Nothing, nothing. You're not losing anything. I will try if I were you. At the most, you know, a little bit, uh, whatever it is. I will try. Next person, please. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, Santosh. Hi. So I got my H1 approved last year and uh, I have my stamping till 2024. And I recently uh, nice. changed my employer. And uh, mm -hmm. I want to go to, uh, I mean, I want to go to India. So do I need to go for stamping or else uh, while coming back? No, can I just you do not need to go for stamping until 2024. When you okay. come back, however, though, you have okay. to mention to the CPP officials that you are not working for company A that you got the stamping, but you're okay. actually working for company B and you should request the I-94 until the company B's H-1B approval. Now, as soon as you enter into the country, though, make sure the online I-94, which I don't have to tell you how to look into it is, right? Mm. The yes. online I-94 is reflecting company B's 797, not company A's passport stamping. So your company B's 797 may be expiring in 2025. So you have, yes. to, or you have to make sure that it's expiring in 2025, not 2024. If there is any problem in the I-94 expiration 2024, please contact your lawyer immediately. There are ways to fix it. Okay. Sure. Thank you so much. Abhi? You don't have to go for stamping. Oh, I would not so recommend going for stamping unnecessarily. Abhi, go ahead. Hey, Rahul. Good afternoon. And uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, 
my question is automatic revalidation, right? So you, you, I, I know the market has switched and everything, you know, uh, irrespective of uh, mm -hmm. however old uh, my uh, expired visa stamping passport on the passport stamping. is, mm -hmm. right? It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. All I need is I-97, uh, 797 valid, uh, cross the border, come back and automatic revalidation will happen in Mex Mexico, right? Now, you also mentioned that we don't know if we require Mexican visa or whatnot. We have to take care of that. Yeah, right? uh, yes, you're right. You're absolutely and right. Especially when we are flying into Mexico, like if we are going to Cancun for vacation and whatnot. You, so, we are on the same page right now. For my question is, is it at the discretion of the officer uh, to to do the automatic revalidation or is it a hit and a miss or is it 100% that you know all the immigration officers when coming back will will acknowledge the automatic well, first of first of all let's say for example you have a h1b visa coming from india okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, the first question is that, let's say your H-1B, you know, like H-1B is valid until 2000, passport stamping, and you're working for the same company, okay? You're coming right. back. Is there discretion of the officer to, or is it that they have to allow you? No, no it's a, they don't at the port of entry, it's the discretion, right? Yeah. It's always a discretion. So when you are going to, so when you're going to tell me that whether it's, a, it's always a discretion, but... If there are a thousand people, have we, how many people have we seen them allowing? How many people they, I see them not allowing it? 999 people out of those thousand people were allowed. One person was not allowed. Why was it not allowed? Well, he had a conviction of uh, uh, marijuana. Yeah, makes sense. You know what? Whatever. So, yeah. Whatever. So now, yeah. now, so, now, so, so in general, though, 999 people will be allowed. That one percent is exception, and there are reasons for it. Makes sense. Totally, totally understood, Rahul. And my follow-up question to that is: Is there any any law within DHS or uh, Department of State oh, or anything? Oh, like it's CBP. No. No, CBP website. It's there. Oh, CBP website. So you can, okay. web, website. It's automatic validation. Is there? Okay, I'll, I'll, if you I'll go to Mexico that. and Canada, it's there in the website itself. It's not, uh, you can go to my website and copy that word from there to their website and then you will have that. On the CPP website, it's there, okay? Okay, now now third question I have, Rahul, follow up is, Canada and Mexico, we are aware of it. How about Caribbean? H1s and H4s, L1s and L2s, the Caribbean automatic revalidation is not allowed got it for f1 visas though they are allowed to certain caribbean islands Makes okay sense. that's the reason i don't bring caribbean island into when i ask when i speak about the automatic revalidation got it I mean, you're, 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 looks like you looks like i would want to know your situation rather than quizzing me on the law okay no 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 the reason is i'm, I'm planning to travel for uh you know a vacation for uh caribbean and uh or mexican right uh and now uh no, caribbean is, not eligible. yeah caribbean i'm not eligible okay got it uh and and coming 2024 there is a cricket world cup so we were planning a trip over there so i was i was exploring options on what visas are required to to enter caribbean islands and also coming back right oh, no, so the automatic revelation is not valid okay go ahead okay. any other questions uh 
and and being a indian citizen i read we don't need any visas for caribbean is that true i don't i don't know you have to speak with us i'm i'm, I'm not much aware of caribbean things okay that's okay. all i had that's all i had thank you thank you okay next person you should have told me in the beginning i want to go to caribbean islands instead of all this around next prasad go ahead sorry samuel all right hi rahul um quick question for you uh so i got a h1b in 2019 which is valid up to 2022 october uh i changed my jobs mm -hmm. in december of 2021 uh so when you, I, when when you when you got the h1b you mean to say h1b i797 or the passport stamp you got it yeah so i got the i797 and then i went to india okay. in 2020 got the stamp uh -huh. 2020 until what time until october until what of 2022 okay october Keep 2020 going. so i changed my job in 2021 uh -huh. so what that means is uh, in october 2022 my i94 expired so do i need to do it no no your i94 did not ex expired you said in october 2022 you changed the job is right 2021 is when i changed the job sorry october 2021 you changed the yeah. when you changed the job you got a h1b approval is right yeah i797 new i797 with the new company correct? at the bottom of it there is an i94 okay I'll double check that. Obviously, the online I ninety four shows online I online shows that it might be October two thousand twenty two. However, okay. the seven nine seven that you have that is given by the immigration that has okay. a bottom I ninety four, and okay. that probably most probably will be expiring in October of two thousand twenty four. Okay. Okay. Not only okay. that, just make sure. the i94 number that is given in the i797 will yeah. be the same number of what you see online okay all right it will not be i can double check that okay so that's the reason yeah just because if online says that it's only october 2022 but yeah. your 797 later along with the i94 has been extended and not reflected online you are perfectly all right okay Thank you very much, Rahul. Okay. KG. Next person, please. Greetings, Rahul. Um, I have one question about visa stamping. Uh, in case if I want to get my visa stamped outside India, and uh, mm -hmm. I don't have any way of getting my uh, means uh, paying that. I remember I needed to pay in Indian rupees only in India. Is the same case? Uh, in another countries as well uh, i assume that uh, right now we are permitted to get our visa stamp because of this high backlog outside india yeah i i don't know how the payment and other things was nowadays they allow us dollars to pay and there might be a different conversion systems you can use a credit card you can use a debit card lot of different different systems are there but i don't know exactly i never booked an appointment directly myself but i have not had any person asking or complaining about it Okay, so that okay. that makes things. So if you go to Vietnam, I think so you can pay online the amount of money. Uh, Vietnam or Mauritius, Maldives. Uh, do you have anything Whatever. in your mind that uh, no. initially we are initially we are very reluctant in sending the people to the third country nationals, but recently the Department of State has clearly issued a notification. 
encouraging third country nationals to go to the places where the consulates are really vacant. You know what vacant means. Vietnam, you get an appointment in two days. Okay. They are encouraging. Yeah. They, in fact, put it there in their website. And uh, I have another question in that case. How soon can one get the passport back? Because well, we need they to are telling it, They are telling, oh, yeah, that is a little bit different though. Uh, I don't know. You have to go to the list servers. Uh, I haven't looked into it, but you need to be, be prepared to stay for two, three weeks. Oh, okay. Okay, I understood. Uh, thank you, Rahul. Next person, uh, please. Satish. Anybody has any questions, guys? Raise your hand if you don't know how to raise hand. At least chat and let us know that you don't know how to raise hand, that you want to speak. Good with Rupanj. Rupesh. Rupesh, sorry. Yes, uh, so I'll just follow up question on that EB2 to EB1 uh, you said. So I think, yes, I'll try that. Just one last question on that. I'm not a manager here. So I was a manager in India, but I am just a software engineer here. Uh, yeah, but would they have openings for, would they be willing to put you in the manager positions? They can do that. That satisfies. So if you were a manager in India, Okay, the manager that requires a position, even though you're a software developer right now, but the future mm -hmm. position is a manager level that still qualifies for the EB1C. Got it. Okay, thank you so much. 9037. Uh, 9037 phone number. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Um, hi, Rahul. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, we are, uh, we applied for adjustment of status. Uh, Ma'am, you got cut off now. Suthi, can you hear her? Uh, no, Rahul. I'm thinking about up. Yeah. Ma'am, you, um, you got, ma'am, ma'am, just hold on for a minute. You got cut off. So you only said you applied for the adjustment of status. After that, I did not hear anything. Can you repeat, please? Yeah, adjustment of status, the national interest waiver EB2 in 2021, October. And the dates have mm -hmm. regressed now, uh, and we are uh, planning to apply for EB3 uh, for want to start perm processing. But my daughter is going to turn 21 in two months' time. And uh, I just want, we already used the advanced parole, uh, you know, recently for travel. So, 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 so uh, before, before, before ma'am, you know what a CSPA age is, right? What, what is your priority date in EB2? Uh, 2012 uh, March. So she's already locked in in CSPA ages, right? Uh, for EB2. EB2 national interest waiver, yes. Yes, she is. But if she is going to go with EB3, if you're going to start the perms application, by the time I-140 is approved, she will be out. She will yes. not be able to get into the green card. So okay. who is the main applicant? You or your husband? My husband is the main applicant. Okay, and he wants to do EB3? You, uh, you, yes. don't, have any no, because, uh, you don't have any I-140s, no. right? No, no other I-140s. Okay, now, so you know, that's going to sacrifice your daughter, green card, if you're going okay. to go with EB3. So okay. I will not do anything if I were you. Okay, okay, that's fine, yeah. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for your answer. Yeah, because Thank by you. the time you do the labor certification, she will turn 21. Next person. Yes. Please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Uh, 
hi rahul ji uh, thank you i am again um you have uh, you mentioned in your previous calls that uh, you had a litigation yeah. yes can you hear me now uh-huh sorry yeah, yeah go ahead litigation right yes. yeah you had a litigation against usas about uh, not usas uh, visa vsc services against uh, why they are re- uh giving 221g is too much uh, for the documentation that was already verified for usds but uh, nowadays you mentioned that uh, we can file individual cases uh, was there any class action lawsuit against it and what is the progress i'm there was curious. no class action uh, there was we never filed any class action suit on 221g though uh but we did filed we did filed uh cl- there was a class action with regards to the memo whether or not the end client letter is required or not uh it was not a class action actually it was a it serve uh, litigation one of our colleague jonathan wasden he was able to we were able to get that thing and one of the founder of the it serve organization so i was involved in both as a founder and as as a lawyer to in this one so we were able to get that we don't need to have an end client letters you cannot approve the h1b's for one year you have to approve for three years even if end, even if the job is only for three months you have to approve it so we were able to get that one from the uscis okay so now what our question is that why are they asking the end client letters there when the when the district court said it's not legal for uscis to deny and to deny the things or to delay the things because of the end client letter so we can sue the state department and we are suing the state department the only problem is that whenever we sue them they are just having a compromise and getting the our thing visa approval so we withdrawing the case so, so as of now no class action is there against them right now so it was like uh, it, it is for individual, individual action Okay. right whoever is getting stuck we are using them and of course we are making money on it it's not a class action right and uh, i have one more question uh, regarding any kind of article uh, from the uscasr um, uh, where can i find the uh, corresponding documentations uh, not documentations if there is any link to uh, this case versus this case uh, this is the case and you have given this uh, uh decision uh, sorry usca court has given this decision as per this one uh, where can i find all these things i am just curious well, uh, yeah nothing. here is the thing though the, when we comp- when we when we do the individual cases though it's not publicized is right when we mm-hmm. do the class action for example the h4 litigation is right it is right. h4 ed litigation which is still going on class action um now they extended it by 540 days you know that is right you right. can extend the ead by 540 days where do we see that's a compromise between us and the uscis okay but what do you do they go to the uscis the uscis publishes out on their website do you see that okay yeah i understand what you are saying So, so but if you want to if you have accounts though you can go to pacer it's called p a c e r okay and there you can pull all this information out p 
P-A-C-E-R. Public access code electronically cards, right? Right, right, right. And then you can okay. pull it out. IT serve, okay, that's one thing that, that is there. H4 class, class, Jonathan Watson is the main lawyer for in our office. Okay. Right, right, right. Yep. It will um, be either Jonathan Watson, Stephen Brown, or my name. Any of our three names will be there. Okay. Okay. If it's California, yeah. it's only it's my name. If it's somewhere else, it's Jonathan Watson or Stephen Brown. Most of the cases are in California. Next person, please. Thank you. Abhi, Rakesh. Abhi, you have any questions? Uh, no, Rahul. Uh, so uh, my follow-up was uh, for Caribbean, right? Do we have any recommendations on uh, who, uh, how to approach? Uh, 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 I don't know. About whether or not Caribbean thing requires, you have to approach Caribbean no, 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 no. countries. Okay. Okay. Got Caribbean it. has many countries, right? Like they're all, Correct. each may have a different tools. St. Kitts and, Saint Kitts and other. Yeah. So you need to check with them. Okay. Got Where it. exactly in Caribbean you're landing. Makes sense. And is it allowed to go from one place to another place? Okay, I will do the research. That's that's all good, uh, Rahul. Thank you. Shekhar. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is Jay Shekhar. Um, I applied for the 485 in October. Uh, mine is a straight EB2 case and my priority date is uh, August 2011. So it is current right now. So it's been uh, more than two, two and a half months since I applied for it. And, um, you know, Unfortunately, my dad is not feeling well, and uh, I'm planning to. I, I want to go to India, but uh, I have. So if you I apply, to... you 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 your advance parole will be denied, but your 485 will continue as it is. My advanced parole will be denied. Okay, mm -hmm. and uh, but your 485 you know, will continue as it is. Okay. And I heard from my friends that uh, I could uh, call the USCIS and uh, try to yes. get her. Yeah, you can call the USCIS. The, the amount of cry you're going to make it, they're going to give the advance parole that fast. That's all I can tell. Yeah. Um, but that advance parole will be only valid in a, for a month or two, though. Oh, just for a month. Okay. And they, they give that temporary advance parole and deny the my application the advanced parole application or? yeah they may deny the entire uh, advanced parole and you can as soon as you come back you can sign it again okay and then i can apply for the another advanced parole at the time right yeah yeah that's right okay and is that going to impact my gc application the for no it no 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 it's not going to impact anything in your for it application you are good okay okay thank you Next person, please. Uh, Rahul, there is no newcomers. They're not unmuting this. Sir. They're not unmuting. Okay. Well, that's very rare. <laughs> okay. This is KG is unmuted. Uh, Last person, KG, go ahead. Yes. I have one question. Uh, it may not be, uh, I may possibly know the answer, but there is always something that I may find you and I really appreciate sure. your help for, for the community. Sure. Uh, my question is uh, this one. I have, my employer has applied for H1 for me, uh, but I did not include the pay stubs. At that time, I included my I-485 acknowledgement I-797. I sent that one because legally I can stay here. And also I sent all the documentation. It has been two months. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not understanding what you're telling. 
so you are moving from adjustment of status to h1b or h1b no, 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 to no. h1b h1b to h1b so you are moving from one h1b to another h1b and you did not yes. submit the pay stubs okay and then what's the question uh instead of pay stubs uh, we have included i485 acknowledgement copy why uh because uh, to state that i am in legal status means uh, i am i can stay in the country at that time i could not have the pay stubs so just as part of that one i included that one it would not cause any harm uh th- thinking that uh, i included that one but um, it has been two months since then uh we did not get any rfe uh, if they send any rfe we could include uh, um as you previously mentioned we could uh, include the screenshots of my um payments that were done in my bank account as uh, as proof that uh, i yeah, am being yeah. paid but yeah, um, you can does a, uh, a copy of i485 help me uh, no. to show that i am no that doesn't help that actually harming it i don't know why you included that oh okay i mean because um, we can't you can't move from 485 to h1b you can't that's not allowed no if i am on ead i cannot move right if i am just uh, as pending in status then i should be no so if, let's say for example you are on b2 okay b2 expired mm-hmm. in september and you mm-hmm. are in adjustment of status can you move from mm-hmm. adjustment of status to h1b the answer is no mm. okay okay then. thank okay. you thank you thank you guys for coming there's one question rakesh asked i don't know if he is still there uh yes i i i i don't know how to answer it but i will hold to answer your question probably until next week tuesday um but yeah practically it is dead right now uh, we don't see i don't see any reason how the per country limit will be approved by january 3rd thank you guys the next zoom call will be tomorrow at uh, 11:30 thank you for listening to ready and newman daily podcast we sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review for more information or if you want to make an appointment check out our websites rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com have an awesome day